0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Codebreaker. Welcome in on a Monday after a weekend of winning. A whole lot of winning happened in Old Miss circles this weekend. We'll recap, a quick recap of all of that right here. On the Rebel Report, I'm Michael Borky. So glad that you are with me. Also, don't forget to check out the stream. This morning I talked about um, Rush Probst and what he said about Alabama and Georgia's recruiting practices. And if it's a bombshell like some people described it, or should it just be kind of what everybody knows about college football? And will anything actually happen to Alabama or Georgia. That answer is no. But anyway, uh, you can check that out and subscribe to the YouTube channel and all that good stuff there. And I'm live every morning. I also talked a little bit about Ole Miss basketball and their road to the NCAA tournament. Of course, I will do that right here on this very podcast. Uh, But check that out if you haven't already. And, of course, on this podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, and a review. And real quick, before I get into the baseball uh, weekend sweep over Belmont and then of course the basketball team and their seating in the SEC tournament and having a shot at the NCAA tournament if you've ever had one of those moments I had one after last podcast where uh the second I got done recording and hit upload I thought everything I just said I mean like instant regret you know uh, where like, if you have a conversation with a friend or an argument with your wife or something like that, and the second it's over, you think, God, I, I just sounded so stupid, or I wish I would have said this. I had that feeling after last podcast. I failed, seriously failed at articulating any rational thought. I mean, it was awful. And I went back and listened to it, and it really uh, affirmed my suspicions. That was brutal, and I'm sorry I delivered a bad podcast to you on Friday. I just I did not articulate actual thoughts about Old Miss basketball well enough uh, at all. Uh, it, it didn't really make much sense, and and for that, please forgive me. Um, it is my third content item of the day, and sometimes I I, I guess I guess oh I can't talk today either. This is. Off to a great start. I guess I just kind of get lost in the sauce sometimes, if you will, and uh, just was not a good podcast Friday. I did not articulate my thoughts well at all. Um, it sounded like I was writing the team off against Vanderbilt this weekend before the game was even played. I mean, it, it, it was just bad. Really, really bad. Uh, there are reasons – And I've laid them out. There are reasons to raise your eyebrows about the program, but my gosh, it's not near as dire as I made it out to seem. It was just not good at all. I think you've got a very good coach. I think your program is in good hands. I think this year should have and could have been a lot better than it is. They should not be in this position right now, but it's not the end of the world like I made it sound. So please, please forgive that. Just not not my best day. And I'll own that. I'm okay with that. It was not my best day at all. Um, I'll have many more bad days. I'll have many more podcasts and arguments and stuff, whether you listen to the radio show or the stream or this podcast, only wherever you get me, I will have bad days. And Friday was a bad day. So I'm glad you've returned and you've come back uh, to listen to me again, because that, um, just rough. So I appreciate you guys sticking around, even though, uh, I gave you just a bad product on Friday. Uh, so, uh, welcome in glad you're with me. The podcast, when it's good, is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Ladies and gentlemen, the weather is going to be excellent. I smoked salmon uh, this weekend on my green egg while doing yard work. We have that kind of weather back, and the pollen isn't out yet. So this is like that sweet spot of being outside is exclusively fun and there's no drawbacks. Uh, So looking at the weather in Oxford, it is a grilling week. I mean, the weekend, maybe you'll get some rain, but we're talking low to mid-70s, perfect grilling weather, stop by LB's and get something for the grill. If you're going to do any grilling and you live in North Mississippi, LB's is the best place to get that started. Go by and see Greg. Tell him that we sent you. Get one of his daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, or uh, they are open seven days a week. So if you're going to do some grilling, if you're going to smoke some salmon like I did this weekend, um, it was excellent. So here's what I did, a little method. So I took two big fillets of salmon, pretty significant, and did... A four to one ratio, four cups uh, to one cup of brown sugar and salt, and I did a dry brine. So I covered each the top of each fillet with the brown sugar and salt, and put them in like a big bowl and covered the bowl. But put them flesh on flesh, so both both flesh sides touching each other, not stacked where flesh was touching skin, but flesh on flesh, and uh, left it in that bowl for uh, I think it was like eight hours total. Uh, the recipe called for uh, up to a day, but I didn't have that much time. So I did eight hours, and it worked perfectly. And then you take it out of that brine after about eight hours, and you rinse off, gently rinse off all the leftover brine on top of the salmon, let it dry for a few hours, and I low smoked it. I mean, it was like uh, I tried to keep it at about 200. Um, for, it took me about five and a half hours or so uh, to get to 145 internal. And it was excellent. I mean, it was, it was just flawless. So brown sugar, salt, dry brine for, I did eight hours. Uh, rinse it off, dry it out for a few hours. I low smoked it. I tried to keep it about 200 dipped below sometimes. Uh, I could not keep temperature well yesterday. So it was like 185 to 200. It creeped up a little bit more. But it was a few hours, definitely, on the smoker and uh, used a, um, a digital thermometer. So once it hit to 145, I wasn't keeping time. I just took it off when it hit the internal temp that I was targeting, and it was phenomenal. I'm going to make a dip with the the leftovers today, and uh, they've got that kind of meat at LB's. So go do that. There's a free recipe for you uh, to try. I mean, uh, if, especially if you're a fish person. See, I love. I just do barbecue. That's my thing. Uh, my wife is starting to get tired of it because I would do it every weekend, so I have to mix it up and uh, the fish was a great option, and you can make really good dips with it. On its own, it's still good, but I think smoked salmon especially should like either go on a bagel or a sandwich or in, in, into a dip, so there's your free recipe of the day. I mean, why not, right? Anyway, all right, basketball. We'll start with basketball. Ole Miss uh, got a very important win over Vanderbilt. I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of the game itself just because, look, the more important thing is the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. They beat Vanderbilt the way they're supposed to beat Vanderbilt. Uh, it was Romello White and Devontae Schuler's last game in Oxford, and it's a shame that Romello White never got to see the pavilion the way it was pre-COVID. Because even though you guys are a baseball fan base, you love baseball, and baseball to most people is the number two sport on campus ever since the pavilion's been built your home atmospheres for basketball have been awesome the students have done an incredible job of showing up and being engaged uh there there was real love and interest in a real environment at the pavilion and Romello White never got to see that which is a shame and Devonte Shuler who's been in your program for a long time didn't get I mean his his last year just wasn't what he deserved and so that's a shame but their last games in the pavilion almost played really well they beat Vanderbilt the way they were supposed to beat Vanderbilt and if they played like this the first time they played Vanderbilt we'd be having a different conversation today so they're playing well they won nine or seven out of the last nine they're on a great run right now they're playing really well playing confident and now the conversation is about the NCAA tournament so beating Vanderbilt didn't do anything to help them It only did not hurt them. So Ole Miss was in the next four out going into the game. As of this morning, they're still very much in the next four out, according to Bracketology. Some have them, you know, in different spots. I'm looking at Joe Lenardi. I think he's the gold standard. Uh, Ole Miss is in the next four out along with Memphis, who just lost. uh, SMU, St. John's in the first four out. You've got Utah State, Syracuse, St. Louis, Seton Hall, And on the right side of the bubble, you've got Colorado State, Boise State, Drake, and Xavier, Michigan State, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and VCU. So Ole Miss has some work to do to get into the NCAA tournament, but a path exists, and it's not a very difficult one. This team, man, I mean, I've said before I've declared them dead. I was wrong about them being dead. I was dead freaking wrong about them being dead. And all this team has done, even though it might be too late, It's possible it's too late. I mean, they dug themselves into a hole. There were inexcusable losses. There were inconsistency, but that team is filled with, like I've said before, good character dudes because all they've done is just worked and worked and uh, a couple of bad losses that could have ended their season. They didn't stop it, and now suddenly they've won seven of nine, and they actually have a realistic shot at the NCAA tournament. And like I said, it's not going to take some kind of Disney miracle uh, like some magical run to win on Sunday to make the NCAA tournament. No, that's not a requirement. It's more nuanced than this, of course, because other teams around them could win a bunch of games and you could have certain teams or certain leagues, I should say, that are really going to be a one-bid league where uh, the the team that won the regular season conference championship is going to get in regardless, and then they lose in the tournament championship, so it becomes a two-bid league, stuff like that. There's always more nuance Than this, but it certainly feels like when you look at the SEC tournament and Ole Miss's path, which is South Carolina and LSU, if they get to Saturday, they're in. That's what it feels like. If they get to Saturday, they are in. It's more nuanced than that. Like I said, but it feels like that is the best path. Now, if they get to Sunday, then shit, they're they're definitely in. I mean, there's no doubt, there's no question about it. Absolutely no doubt. But if they get to Saturday, I think that they are in. And most people believe that. Now, LSU is a tough matchup for this team, um, especially a day after you have to play South Carolina. I think I was asked this on the stream earlier. You know, what path would you have preferred? Would it have been AM slash Vanderbilt in Florida or South Carolina and LSU? And the path, of course, I think is playing Florida instead of LSU. However, that first game that you have to win, that's not going to help you, You, but you have to win, if I were Ole Miss, I would have much rather Vanderbilt and South Carolina instead of Texas A&M. I mean, A&M had like a month off because of COVID and then lost to Mississippi State and Arkansas, but I watched that Arkansas game. And that is a Texas A&M team that I, I think can pose problems for Ole Miss, and they, play, they look pretty good against Arkansas. I'll take the, the team – in South Carolina that just got beat up on again versus A&M, who looked like they played better on Saturday. So although you'd rather have Florida in the second game, at least the first game, I think you're getting a better draw than what you would have gotten with the alternative. Now, LSU is a really tough matchup for them. You would rather play Florida than LSU, but, at the I mean, it doesn't matter. You You just have to win this game by any means necessary, and I think that's it. I think it's really and truly that simple. And the fact that they're in this position is pretty remarkable considering where they were, but also they shouldn't be in this position. They should be on the right side of the bubble. It's a very confusing team. And it gives you very inconsistent thoughts, or at least me anyway. They have given me some very inconsistent thoughts uh, about them and, and who they are and everything. Because on one hand, they should not be on the outside looking in right now. The team's too talented for that. But at the same time, them being in the tournament conversation the second week of March is remarkable considering where they were. So it's bad, but also good. Doesn't make any sense at all. But that's their path. It's a very important week. And I mean it's so much fun uh, when you're watching or consuming a conference tournament when there's actually something on the line. It's so much more fun. So I, I'm look really looking forward to this. I mean, on the Mississippi State side of things, so obviously I have to cover both, and I do. Um, There's really nothing for them to play for. I mean, I guess they could get an NIT bid, although that's um, with the field cut in half. I I just, I don't know. Uh, But they're really not playing for anything. They're not going to win the SEC championship. I mean, I guess they could, I, I guess. But they're not. Um, so they're not really playing for anything. I'll watch them because I have to, but they're not interesting just because they don't have a shot at making the NCAA tournament. Ole Miss is fascinating, man. I mean, just fascinating, meaningful basketball in Nashville in March, and it does not require four wins in four days. Doesn't require that. So I'm, I'm actually I'm really looking forward to it. This team is interesting, they're confusing, they're frustrating, they're any adjective with ING at the end, you can slap and apply on this basketball team. Yet here they are, meaningful basketball in March. And I can't. I couldn't be more excited uh, to, to watch and see if they can pull this off, if they can dig themselves into a deep hole and find a way out of it. Could not be more excited to watch it, and I hope you guys are as well. I know that you know, your women's basketball team fell just short against Tennessee um so they may not make the tournament but um they're very clearly headed in the exact right direction they battled injuries um they play a fun brand of basketball I really like the coach I mean she's engaging and so if your men's team can build on this momentum and you know win these two games and make the tournament suddenly you've got two basketball programs that you feel really 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 good about um so that was a shame. I, I know a lot of people watched it more so than most of their games based on my Twitter timeline and group messages and stuff. They just fell a little short, but uh, really nice run and really nice close of the season for your women's team. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but I think you get my point. Meaningful basketball in conference tournaments is a lot of fun. And you got a little taste of that with your women's team. And if, if your men's team wins on Thursday, that game on Friday night is just fascinating and a lot of fun and meaningful. And it's almost like a play-in game. So big, big week for Kermit Davis, big week for uh, for Ole Miss basketball. And uh, I hope they pull it off. I really do. I hope they pull it off. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. Speaking of pulling it off, your baseball team, uh, after – Almost getting swept by UCF and playing like absolute garbage, they had uh, what I called on Monday. They needed a get-right week, and boy, did they have a get-right week! They beat Memphis into the ground. They run-ruled Jackson State, and then they took a kind of a tricky series with Belmont. Now they lit them up in the first game. Um, Kevin Graham was the difference in the second game in a four-to-three win, and then they tried to blow that game. On Sunday, I mean, they really, really tried to uh, to blow that game on Sunday. It was a, a seven to four lead going into the ninth, and Belmont tied it up at seven to seven, and then Dunhurst singled to uh, drive in. Uh, who was it? Um, was it Bench? Yeah, it was Bench uh, to beat Belmont on Sunday, eight to seven. So it was a get right week. You'd prefer to beat Belmont by more than one on Saturday and Sunday, but you swept them, and you won your two midweek games, and you go 5-0, and and suddenly you are back in the game. And now you've got the same thing coming up this week. You've got Alcorn and ULM, uh, four games that you should absolutely win, and then Auburn next weekend. So what especially stood out to me is the, the two most important things that you can take away from this series were, I think I said on Friday on the radio show, that Ole Miss needs that middle of the lineup to be better or else they're not going anywhere. They needed Elko and Graham and Baker to produce. And if one of them can't, they need to find somebody that can because this team will not go anywhere if, I mean, when you're looking at this, four, five, and six are are as bad as they've been. Now, Bianco tinkered with the lineup a little bit, and you are going to get Chattanooga back soon, which will help, but Elko and Graham delivered really delivered this week and especially this weekend. So Elko had three hits on Friday. Graham had two hits on Friday. Uh, Elko had two hits on Saturday. Graham had the home run, the game-winning home run. Uh, He also had a walk that led to an RBI, I believe. He had three RBI in the game. Uh, So they combined for three hits on Saturday. And on Sunday, uh, a very similar uh, outcome. You had Baker, or excuse me, Uh, I'm sorry. you had Elko with two hits and uh, Graham had another home run, there it is. I mean, and I feel really good uh, for Tim Elko because he's a guy that's supposed to be, I mean, going into this season, uh, uh, a major league prospect even, a a guy that's supposed to be a team leader, uh, a veteran in in this lineup, and he started in such a bad way that you had some fans that were uh, calling for him to be benched. His strikeout numbers were way up. He wasn't making good contact, everything. I mean, it was just an awful start to the season for Tim Elko. And this week, he got right. He reset, and he showed you why Bianco believes in him so much. He showed you why he belongs in this lineup, exactly where he is in this lineup. And you just hope that carries over. Seems like a good dude and was just really struggling, but you knew the talent was there, and he really just took off. Uh, this week, and um, so Chase Parham had the stat. He was three for his first 25 with nine strikeouts. Now he's 10 for his last 17 with five home runs and just one strikeout. What a turnaround. And it's not like the competition has gotten, I mean, that much better. He, I mean, he struggled with UCF, okay? So, I mean, let's be honest. UCF and Belmont are relatively interchangeable. The approach looked different. I mean, Kevin Graham was effective. That was so good to see. And and that kind of production moving forward um, will take this team where they want to go, if they can keep this up. That will take this team where they want to go. And then once they get Chatenay back in the lineup, suddenly, I mean, missing your, your firecracker leadoff hitter like he is, and then replacing him with a freshman, it's just, It's a bigger loss than I think fans are giving it credit for. I mean, it's what's wrong with this team. They can't hit. They can't hit. Well, a big piece of this lineup hasn't been a part of the lineup. And then Elko and Graham hitting is a really big deal. So nice week for Ole Miss. Uh, Just a really, just a get right weekend. Winning those five games the way they did. Um, Not tightening up in late game situations this weekend. Uh, I mean, you pitched well to close it out on Saturday and Sunday. You got popped in the mouth in the ninth, and then you responded with your catcher, who's not just an elite catcher anymore; he's a great hitter as well. Um, just really nice weekend. I mean, this is this is what you expected from this team. I, I don't know if they're getting Chatney back this week. I know Bianca will be on our radio show today, and so I will bring you that interview. Uh, I, I may just load it into this feed tomorrow. Um. Especially if he gives us an update on Chatnay. But I, I'm definitely, I think I'm just going to load it into this feed tomorrow as a standalone, basically, so you can hear what Bianco said on our radio show today. Um, but all in all, just really good. Really good weekend for Ole Miss. I mean, generally speaking, it's got to feel pretty good uh, to be you guys uh, right now, for sure. And then spring practice starts here in a couple of weeks, and suddenly things are uh, are looking up. But a really important week upcoming, not so much for baseball, but a really important week upcoming for your basketball program. If they can make the tournament, I mean, talk about foot in my mouth, you know? <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I really, I really hope I, I, I already feel like I, I was wrong, but um, I hope I'm proven dead, dead, dead wrong about this team. I, I hope they make the tournament. That's so much more fun than the alternative. But anyway, big, big week. I'll have that Bianco interview for you tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we'll get back to regular scheduled podcasts. But for now, you guys have a great week. Check out the stream in the morning, 8 o'clock. Of course, the radio show in the afternoon. But the stream in the morning, 8 o'clock, Periscope, Facebook, YouTube. Just search my name. You can find it there. Would love to chat with you guys. And until next time, have a great week. Again, Bianco interview tomorrow. should feel really good going to work on this Monday. So y'all have a great week. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. And we'll um, see you then. A Super Talk Mississippi ah. media production.